What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. If you've already heard about the two great sponsors of this show, CoinKite and River, skip ahead 60 seconds. If not, permit me that time to tell you why they might be of interest to you. CoinKite offers the products you need to store and use your Bitcoin. The cold card is a time-tested Bitcoin-only hardware wallet used by many Bitcoiners to securely self-custody their Bitcoin. For spending, they've recently introduced a line of NFC cards offering new and simple methods for securely signing transactions using the tap signer card and exchanging Bitcoin off-chain using the SATS card. Finally, the Block Clock lineup, a home or office accessory loved by Bitcoin enthusiasts all over for easily keeping an eye on things like block height, SATS per dollar, Bitcoin price, and much more. To get more info about their excellent lineup of products, visit coinkite.com. River allows you to securely buy Bitcoin, zero fee dollar cost average, and purchase hosted mining rigs. Also, their Lightning service enables developers and companies to integrate Lightning payments into their applications without having to run any Lightning infrastructure themselves. I recommend River because of their dedication to service, stellar team, and in-house approach to building a next-generation financial services business on Bitcoin. To get started, visit river.com today. All right, Tom, uh, great to, to be chatting with you, man. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's it's a real honor to to be here. I've, I've been a longtime fan of, of your podcast. You're one of my favorite podcasters. So I was actually trying to meet you or find you in Miami when I was there, but it was the, the place was so big that it was impossible to run into people. I actually don't think I've seen you. So <laughs> I, I would have tried to, to come up and say hi, but yeah, another time, I guess. Yeah, for sure, man. It Miami was massive. And even just walking through the halls, like you're passing hundreds of people like a second, you know, like I remember just being like, you feel like you're drowning in the number of people that are just walk that were walking around in the different levels. But um, yeah, it, those things are awesome too, because, you know, you, you get to meet so many people like yourself where mm -hmm. um, both people that I've interviewed on the podcast and, and people that listen you know, you just get to have all those great conversations with Bitcoiners that, yeah. and they're all, and they're always so great. You know, I'm almost, I'm no longer surprised, but I am always grateful and amazed that, uh, you know, everyone's yeah. so cool. You know, everyone's doing you awesome always, stuff and people are respectful and it's great. Yeah. You always come back so energized because I guess it's, it's, it's a lot different to it's the, the energy is different when you're there in real life and just around Bitcoiners. But I don't know if you've ever been to any of the uh, European ones like Honey Badger, Riga, or, I mean, there was a there was a more recent one in Amsterdam, um, but but we went to a bunch of those, and I, I find that the smaller conferences or maybe meetups. I'm sure you've been to a, to a bunch of those, are a bit more signal, and it's like Miami, especially was yeah, it was a great experience, but it was more like a festival than 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 a, a kind of conference. Uh, so I I just think that the the smaller ones are are a bit better. Like you you can you know you can find your people easier and. Uh, yeah, but it was good. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I've, I, I've actually never been to any of the smaller ones, and I I know what, you, what you're saying. Like in my the, the Miami one, the like the magnitude, the, it has a huge gravity, right? The magnitude is the spectacle, and that's why everyone mm. goes there. And it, like, there's mm. a bajillion other peripheral events and private parties and all this stuff. And I I can imagine the other ones are you get a lot more one-on-one -on -one FaceTime yeah, like, with people like and Riga like Riga is almost like Bitcoiners take over the city because, because the city is kind of small. So, and, and there's, there's not, I guess, normally during the week, there isn't much going on. So wherever you go, if you're going to like a, like a, a, a steak place or like a bar is just Bitcoiners everywhere. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of a different experience, but yeah, Miami was great too. Yeah. I mean, they, 
Also, Miami has a lot of, uh, how should I put it? Like, there's a lot of non-maximalist stuff going that's, on. You that's know, what because, I was trying to get. Right, that's what right. I was but trying you, to get to. You can't really, at, well, I mean, you can approach it many different ways. But I think to hit the scale that I guess they're they're trying to hit, mm-hmm. you have to be a bit more so-called inclusive. And, you mm-hmm. know, as much as I don't like all that stuff, I would be lying if I said, Again, like I didn't find the gravity and magnitude of the event kind of like cool from a spectacle standpoint. You know, you get definitely, I don't know, it just, it just, uh, it feels big. And then when you want that like more dialed in approach and the more like mm-hmm. hardcore Maxima stuff, you can go to those, uh, yeah, exactly. those smaller like Bitcoiners will, will, will find each other. I just need to do a better job next time of, of finding all of them. I, I've been to a bunch of this, the side events, but, but I guess not all of them. So next time I need to prepare and make sure exactly like what's happening and and try to get invited to those places but um yeah yeah it's uh well tell tell me about uh what you're doing i mean we, we talked a little bit before we went live on on yeah. some stuff that we're going to hit but maybe first just to introduce everyone to you right. like so, what kind of work you up to so so i'm tom my last name is hoynatsky might be hard to pronounce but maybe you were wondering i'm uh, the co-founder and ceo of uh, satsback.com which is a European-based Bitcoin rewards platform that helps people uh, save in Bitcoin when they shop online, uh, normally using fiat. So it's 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 a twist on the uh, quite popular, I would say, cashback business model where people get some cash back for shopping online or points or 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 stuff like that. And, and you know, us as Bitcoiners, we just thought that it's it's obvious that Sats are the standard and. And there's no better reward than Bitcoin, so um, we we kind of upgraded that model with just paying out people Sats when they shop online using fiat. Um, and we launched that in 2020, um, and it was you know kind of a small project. I uh, I'm based in Poland, so so I launched it initially here, focused on the major online stores here, and it got some traction. Um, and then I think uh, uh, moving uh, a year um, or into 21, uh, I met this other great Bitcoiner in, from the Netherlands, uh, Leon, who is now my co-founder and CTO. So we joined forces and we launched the, the current platform that you would see under satsback.com. Uh, there's, a, there's a story behind the name to it as well. I thought I thought I was a genius by uh, trying to register the the domain satsback.com. Just check because like for me, is once I decided I want to do something in the rewards cashback space, just obviously with Bitcoin, I, I'm like, so isn't Satsback a, a thing? Like, let me check if the domain is taken. And it was available there for like three bucks. I'm like, oh my God, wow. okay, this is it. Um, <laughs> but then, so, so, so the, but the meme um, the meme kind of happened, like it got picked up, I think, by Marty and, and Matt uh, a few months later when they said like um, Satsback is the Bitcoin cashback, right? Because it just makes sense since Sats are the standard. Um, so we decided to rebrand the, 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 the company to Satsback.com, just not trying not, not to uh, hijack the meme. Uh, and, it, you know, it's, it's a part of our story now. So it was like where we were kind of early in, in seeing that that sats are the, the loyalty points of the future. Um, and, but, but I think more importantly, it was a way for, for me and my co-founder to get involved in Bitcoin full-time. Um, so we, you know, we both had previous uh, prior careers in, 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 
in things maybe unrelated to to Bitcoin, but you know, as we fell down the rabbit hole and and you know, um, Bitcoin started consuming us, we saw no option but to get involved full time, and and this was a way, this was a way for us to um, maybe an, um, to give back, I would say, but as well as to you know. Um, to, to follow our, our intellectual curiosity and, and our, our passion really um, as, it, as it became. Um, and yeah, but I, I, think, I think before before I even launched Statsback, I was, I was kind of, I knew I wanted to get involved, but it was, there wasn't many um, around the year 2017, 18, there wasn't many Bitcoin only companies hiring at least mm. someone with like a business development background. You know, everyone, everyone wants developers. I wasn't, I'm not a coder. Um, so yeah, so this was a way to get involved and kind of push things forward and, and give back to Bitcoin and maybe work on, you know, something I think we can all agree is is quite important, which is which is um, accelerating adoption. And we think rewards are, are you know, a great low friction way to, um, to experience Bitcoin, because I, I think that's the first step you need, right? You, 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 not everyone's lucky enough to have that Uncle Jim or, or or a friend that can give them some sats for for Christmas or for their wedding. Um, so what we built is is just an easy way, because everyone usually shops online nowadays for something, and uh, everyone at least in in Europe. So we're we're still focused on the European markets for now. Can um, can find a store that they shop at and just stack some sats when they're doing it. And, you know, it's not much, it's usually like three to five, sometimes 10 or 20%, but it does add up. And, you know, as the uh, price of Bitcoin increases, uh, those, those, those sats do matter. So um, we have a lot of passionate users that just try to try to use our service for everything they buy online. Um, but as well as, you know, they tell us that it's it's a great way for newbies to get into Bitcoin mm. because maybe not everyone is ready to buy their first. Um, you know, how, however much. You know, it's 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 a much harder sell to to tell someone to convert some of their savings into something they don't really understand. Um, and then there's this what we identified as this chicken and egg problem of, yeah, um, you know, people won't buy something they don't understand, but then how do they understand it without using it? Um, mm-hmm. So we think. We, we feel like we're, we're kind of solving that by letting people experience, you know, Lightning Network 2 uh, for, for their first time before they actually go ahead and, you know, set up a DCA um, plan. Uh, oh, yeah. One thing that could be, I know you're, you're, you're fascinated with Lightning Network. So we actually launched as a Lightning Native uh, startup. We, we never did on-chain withdrawals. We just launched uh, with uh, Lightning withdrawals, which was a way for us maybe to look ahead and you know try to try to try to save ourselves um, a, a headache with like potentially fees going up but we also wanted to motivate our users to withdraw their sats as soon as possible like i don't want to hold on to anyone's sats um so lightning network gave us this this uh possibility to let people withdraw their their sats without any like minimum amount like you don't have to get five dollars or ten dollars you can you could actually get like 500 sats for your lunch from yesterday and, and, and withdraw them immediately to your lightning wallet. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know if, if yeah, that was I, I, I got some questions. That's, that's a good, yeah, yeah, good go intro. Ahead. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like a similar sort of model to like lolly fold and stuff like that yeah, so, in, in the States, so, right? 
Yeah, right. So so they're they're kind of different models. We would be more similar to the to the lolly kind of model. And and I don't I don't try to hide the, the fact that we were inspired by both these companies. Uh, we just as Europeans didn't have something um, available for us. I actually reached out to Alex from Lollies, hoping to see if he'd before we launched Satsback, I was like, hey, you know, maybe someone already built this and maybe I can help them expand to Europe. Um, I didn't get a reply then. Uh, I did like a year later after we we launched. Uh, so yeah, we we just decided to build it. But it, but it is a a, a very similar model. Uh, we're not reinventing the wheel, mm-hmm. um, but a similar model to to Lolly, not Fold, because Fold works on gift cards, from what I understand, um, and it's more of an app. Um, we don't have a mobile app yet. It's just a just a web app, just a website where you can get, you know, find your stores and get redirected. Are there many um, others in Europe doing the same thing? Um, th- there are a couple of smaller ones. I think we're the biggest ones, uh, biggest one in terms of uh, the amount of stores we have connected. So we have like an incredible amount of like uh, above 15,000 stores connected at this time. Um, and we also don't, we also don't, we're, we're pretty transparent about how we source those, those offers. We don't go out and close these deals. In most cases, we don't close these, these partners directly. We, connect to these large advertising networks that, right. that pay out a commission whenever someone someone buys something using their 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 links um so yeah there, there, there there's a there's a handful but like um one thing that one thing that's for sure is that the european market is underserved um when it comes to these um when it comes to these bitcoin reward solutions so like strike, lolly, fold, they're they're not available here. And you know, everyone's always like when when Europe, when Europe, yeah. you know, we're we're a big market. But it's also like I understand the reasons for why why they're not here. And it could be because like the European market is not like uh, United States, where you know the states are kind of connected and it's like one big market. It's still, even though we have the European Union, it's still very much fragmented in terms of like cultures and languages and even regulations. So it's kind of hard to to enter Europe as as you know you would you would say one of the things i really and like you- about this model is as you said one you know you, you don't have to understand the bitcoin thesis in order to do it um you know you're just performing action that you would do otherwise and you're getting a reward which you could just broadly say has a lot more usability than you know standard reward points because you're getting a form of money that's you know applicable in many different circumstances um but what i what i i think is probably going to be the case or what i hope is going to be the case perhaps is like so you'll people will do this and they'll have a lightning wallet with sats back and they'll accumulate tens of thousands and then hundreds of thousands of sats and still maybe this is in advance of them getting like the dca approach or whatever but what's cool is that more and more services are popping up that function on a SAT standard, let's say. So whether it's Hacker News or Fountain or you know all sorts of apps and stuff are going to come online regarding content and, and other things that you can do that require a SATS balance to use, right? To like post, to upvote, to you know, to do whatever, to perform actions within the app. And they'll like this way of just going about their regular purchases will give them that and give them that initial balance to play with on all these services. And then one, you know, then I think it's inevitable. You have a light bulb moment. Like if you start using sats for all these different things, it starts to go off in your head. Like, wow, this is, this is real. This is going to be a real thing. This is amazing. 
And, and as right. those apps and stuff improve, and as the experience is so much better as a result of that, you know, sats or Bitcoin integration, then people will probably really start to be like, holy shit, I got to get my hands on as much of this as possible. Yeah. And then they'll start, you know, DCA yeah, and so, saving and stuff. Yeah. So we, we think like this is the future. We're just a bit early. Like sure, uh, sure. people haven't caught up yet, but that's, that's one of the reasons why we feel, or we, we, we like to think that we're doing something more than just a rewards platform where that, you know, helps you earn better rewards because it's that network effect um, um, thesis where, you know, as more companies get on to the Lightning Network, the value of the network increases for everyone that uses it. So, you know, as Stacker News Fountain um, Podcasting 2.0 um, takes off, now our users with their sats, they can do a lot of a lot more things with their sats and you know our service becomes more valuable to them because right. they can take their sats and and you know do all the things that you know mentioned um they can do but it's it's i think it's the, it's the power of uh, the interoperability between these services where you know you mentioned fountain and stacker news i think they both use the lightning address and you know we were we were quite early to implement um lightning address withdrawals from from our own platform so if you're a user you can just insert your lightning address where you want to withdraw it to where you want to withdraw your sats to and you could actually um input your stacker news address there mm. and then whenever you get sats with us they go into your stacker news account because i don't know that's maybe what you're passionate about that's where you spend most of your time um but we were able to do those things without any um any integration and we can like even, you know, just like with podcasting 2.0, we could, our user could decide that, you know, um, so this isn't live yet, but but we want to implement this, that, you know, maybe your sats back from shopping online, you'd like them to go, maybe 20% of them to go to um, supporting open source developers, and then 20% maybe to your favorite podcaster. Mm -hmm. um, and then we could pretty easily do that and you can't that's just impossible with legacy legacy financial rails so um you I mean like you could input that, you could do a split you could input multiple addresses right multiple lightning yeah, well, right addresses now and could, right now you could only do one and right. and and that's where all of your sats go to so we want to do like a like a split and let users mm -hmm. decide like i want to i want part of my sats to go here and, and part there um but yeah, but apart from helping people save in, in better money, um, where I hope that we're going to show people what's possible with Lightning and just by being able to kind of integrate with these other services without even an integration being necessary. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you, if you know this um, uh, platform called Gazer.fund, they do like yeah. crowdfunding in Bitcoin Lightning. And, you know, if there's a project that you feel passionate about and, you know, maybe you think that, that you know, uh, you don't need, uh, I don't know, everyone needs more sats, but maybe let's say you've got enough saving in Bitcoin and you're, you, you really want to support, for example, for a month, you want to support this, this project that's doing great things for adoption and education, then you can, you can donate your sats by just um, inserting their lightning address into your account. Mm. Um, and you know, it might seem small now, but I think we're, we're just as, you know, as you say, very often we're just scratching the surface on what's possible there. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I think I've listened to all of your, um, separate podcasts. Uh, I, I, the, the one you do for CT, you have some great guests there and, and, you know, I, you focus a lot on lightning there and it's just, 
it's just mind-blowing how early we are and what's going to be possible with this streaming money idea, right? Mm -hmm. I often relate it. I mean, this is not necessarily to the point of streaming money, but to the point of being early, like, you know, the faucet era when you could go and get a few Bitcoin by mm. just like clicking the faucet. I mean, even now, like, you know, podcasts can earn tens to hundreds of thousands of sats per episode, you know, if they're mm. reasonably popular and they're, they're on podcasting 2.0 and one, those sats are going to be, if we're all right about this way more valuable in the future than they are now. So there's that. And then it's the fact that like, there's still only a few thousand people, you know, 10, 20,000 people listening to these podcasts, like, you know, some of them are going to become, end up becoming very big or, or there are very yeah. big podcasts out in the world right now. And the more and more people that are on the lightning network and are comfortable in using it and want to contribute in this way and would prefer to operate on a value for value standard rather than all the other existing, you know, archaic price models, just think how, how that's going to revolutionize information and information and content creation and, you know, just allowing people to engage in, in uh, the, the creative action that they want to engage in and not have any intermediary or, or, you know, roadblocks or anything stopping them from doing that, you know, where it can just value can flow freely and the creation can stem from that. And, and again, yeah. like we're, what are we a year into podcasting 2.0, maybe a little bit more. I mean, it's so, so, so early. Yeah. Hey, imagine, imagine someone like some, someone like Joe Rogan. And now that everyone in the States, yeah. I guess with the cash app, everyone has access to the light. I mean, everyone, not everyone, but it, what is it like a 20 million people. users? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of people use cash app. It's, it's, it's a huge app and, and they're all able to uh, pay using lightning and receive lightning right now. I think, mm -hmm. you know, most of them don't use it, but they're able to, they and will. if someone like Joe Rogan says like, Hey, you know, you guys can stream value to me or, or tip me. And then everyone's like, Oh wait, I can do this on cash app. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be massive, but I've, I'm really interested in like all these other use cases. Like I was just, I was just hearing about this startup um or maybe before before we get into that you mentioned faucets and and um a funny story is and we actually found this out recently um on one of these uh articles talking about the origins or like why satoshi moved away and there was a there was a quote or one of there was a reply on the um bitcoiner talk forum um where one of the early developers decided to build a faucet and it was like, you can get five Bitcoin when you just solve a, a you know, captcha thing. Um, and there was, there was a donation address so people could donate to the faucet just to, you know, distribute Bitcoin. And, and I, I can't remember the exact quote, but Satoshi replied that, that this was a great project. And if someone didn't build it, he would do it um, because the way he said it is like when when it's going to be too hard for mere mortals to to generate 50 bitcoin then you know they'll need this type of service so i'm like wow did we really like are we doing satoshi's work uh but he did say it's an excellent first project uh so you know so that was that was uh uh, warming to hear that you know maybe maybe Satoshi would have approved, but it's you know it's definitely important to get to get Bitcoin into the hands of as many people as possible, and I think as fast as possible, especially as we this this you know this um, especially as this I don't know if clown world accelerates, but it it seems almost like we've been warning people 
of what's happening for the past I don't know how long like I I, I don't I don't know your background but like I'm I found Bitcoin through Austrian economics and that was a good and a bad thing um, because because of the Austrians are also dismissed Bitcoin for for too mm. long um, because they you know the regression theorem and how you know Bitcoin can't be money because it wasn't used as something else before that um, but so I was a gold bug before I found Bitcoin and you know and I was yeah, before Bitcoin was was invented, really, um, or discovered. Um, but, you know, maybe 10 years before that. So we were talking about like, hey, you know, hyperinflation is coming for the past yeah. 20 years. And everyone's like, no, there's no inflation. Like, look at this. We printed all this money and then there's no inflation. Now, finally, we're seeing it. And, you know, people could say like, you know, the broken clock is is is, is right at least at least twice a day. But I think it was okay. So maybe we weren't right about the timing because the Austrians were always saying like, you know, this can't go on. This is this is uh, this is very bad. Like you can't, you know, even after the the crisis in two thousand eight, um, nothing was solved. We just swept it under the rug, and we knew that it's just um, kind of kicking the the can down the road. And it's just when it when it breaks, it's just gonna be so much worse. Um, so I think what we're doing here and what you're doing with with educating people about about Bitcoin is extremely important, especially in these times. So I, I actually I'm convinced that the world has never needed Bitcoin more than it needs it today. I think that was a quote from Samson Mao might have might have said that it was on one of the posters in in Lugano. But I think it's completely true because we I don't know if you see this too, but it seems like these um, these things are accelerating in in mm. in the in, in not the right direction. So like. Um, I, I don't know. It's gonna. It might might be difficult for people that that don't have Bitcoin, but also don't know how to get it. That don't know how to use it as a tool to escape. Mm. Um, you know, and we we hear of stories like this in um, in Lebanon, in in Turkey, in Venezuela. But it's almost like people think that it doesn't really relate to them, right? Um, and un, until recently, because now these these official inflation numbers. I don't know how much it is in, in the States. I think it's close to 10%, mm. but I'm in Poland and here it's like close to 20%. Wow. And people really feel it because it's like, and you know, that's the official rate. So it's it's actually not, it's actually a lot more if you're buying like steak or yeah. whatever, like, you know. Well, let, let, so, let, let, let me ask you about that. And And of course I agree that, you know, clown world is accelerating. And I think part of the, I was a gold bug before Bitcoin too. But I think part of the oversimplicity of both mine and the typical, you know, the standard Austrian or libertarian view was just that, you know, all they would ever cry is like the the monetary system is corrupt and doomed to fail and there's going to be hyperinflation. So get some gold. And one, mm. that's not like a very cheerful or hopeful message that people can buy into because you're basically saying there's going to be like, you know, Armageddon and you better have some gold. And like people don't want, even if you're, even if you make a logical case, people don't want to accept that because, you know, it, it radically transforms your vision of the future and, and all that. So I think it was it was overly simplistic and it was not a very positive message. Whereas because, you know, as you said, it's been 
they've been saying that for decades, really, you know, if, if not a century at this point, and, you know, it's only now showing up, but we, we may even go back into another period of extreme deflation, you know, because the, Mm. the dynamics of both the money printing and the debt system and the, you know, there's a lot of complexity here. And I, I think perhaps had we had our time back, it would have been better to focus on all the different perversions, distortions, inequality, you know, unfairness that, that this system was, predicated on the existing fiat system was predicated on rather than just pinning, you know, um, well, pinning all your so-called hopes as a, as a contrarian or a libertarian on the fact that there's going to be hyperinflation someday. Cause you know, mm. you're, you're, you could be wrong for 20, 30, 40 years. And, and they kind of That's were a good point. That's and, a good point. Cause the, they're, they're dealing sorry. in manipulated, you know, you know, as, as we both know, the CPI is, is manipulated, as you just said, I mean, 8% mm-hmm. official inflation, but a lot of people are feeling much worse than that, depending on you know the staples that they have to buy and the energy costs and what's included and not included in the, in the calculation. And so um, I think making the moral or ethical distinction or having that discussion around how the architecture of the existing, how the existing system is architected might have been a more palatable argument to make than simply the end is nigh, hyperinflation is coming, get your gold bars, because that, that wasn't very, people weren't very receptive to that. No, and don't... what's so great about Bitcoin, sorry, last point on that, is that it's such a hopeful message. It's not only saying, hey, man, mm. the system is incredibly fucked up and we're it, it's going to get worse. And, you know, we should we should expect kind of chaos from here. But fear not, there's a there's something to do about it. There's a there's an exit that you can opt into and it's super easy to do it. And that the more you do so, the more you'll insulate yourself from the chaos and the more you'll, the more you'll predicate your behavior and your activities and your savings on a system that is ethical and that is moral and that will deliver to you a better future rather than a worse one where things will become cheaper and cheaper over time. And that's something that everyone can buy into. And especially when they start seeing the fruits of that, they seeing the people that have done that and they're like, wow, Mm -hmm. those people are happy and satisfied and confident and hopeful and enthusiastic and energetic. Like, fuck yeah, everybody wants some of that juice. So, you know, you, you go, you move towards that. Nobody wants the, you know, the Armageddon message and, you know, better have some gold so you can buy some bread. I mean, who who the fuck wants to buy into that? Yeah, that was, that was tough. And it was like, it was almost like they had no solution because, because the, 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 the gold system failed for, for, you know, you know, that's the other thing that we get into. Uh, but then they're kind of hopeful that we're going to go back and and go It'll back. It'll be different this, this time. <laughs> but I actually think, and, and you know, you 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 touch on these. Uh, there's a couple of things uh, here. But if they focused on like what, how the, you know, the the so-called two percent or how inflation affects people, um, as I can see right now, and just like relationships and societies, and it's not just prices going up. It, it has second order effects on on societies like uh as you know safety goes into goes into his book and just affects our behavior all around uh so yeah maybe if the Austrians focus more on 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 that I mean I guess they weren't wrong right they identified the the the, the, the root um um the root issue there with you know, we with you know the money just being broken that the money can't just be arbitrary and and based on nothing um but um sorry i they were I definitely the right. they, they they were definitely right they, they they were just in a circumstance where there was no viable solution so they defaulted to one that had already failed which was the gold standard 
So like, you know, that's yeah. why they're the whole libertarian shtick for so long was kind of sad and pathetic, even though I line up with a lot of them philosophically, but mm-hmm. there was just no like practical, viable, viable solutions that, you know, again, theoretically, they were very logical, but we're not, we're not really operating in a, yeah. you know, in a super yeah. logical so world. Think- and so the solutions were fell short. Yeah. So sorry, John. So what I wanted to mention is, um, so I think that that's why I grew up as a kind of um, angry kid being <laughs> just, just pissed off with the system because right. I, I was just like this rebel that I, you know, questioned authority. I, I'm not going to put up with this shit and just, um, and I didn't, well, I understood why maybe I did, you know, I, I came to understand more of why I was, I was angry at the system because it just wasn't, you know, um, wasn't fair and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't something like as I understood it more but the reason why I was angry is because I didn't see a solution I was like yeah. before Bitcoin it was almost like oh my god so this is it I guess there's no way out of this mess and once you start to understand Bitcoin once you once once you start to understand that it, it this is the solution you it fills you up with hope and you know like you're saying you you meet Bitcoiners and you're um your um you know your heart is like yeah you're you're just because we do see and even though we talk about like uh sometimes like doom and gloom and especially when talking about economics like it's probably getting worse before it gets better but we do have that light at the end of the tunnel where we think you know that bright orange light (laughs) that that you know we're confident that that this is the solution Uh, we might Mm -hmm. be wrong like i don't know and you do i try you do need that, right? Because if if you're looking out on the world and you don't see a bright spot and you don't see a way to resolve the existing problems, I mean, so many people are in that spot today, right? And that's why we see the political polarization. That's why we see diseases of despair, like anxiety and depression. That's why we see so much substance abuse because people are looking out on the world and, and saying like, how, how does this get turned around? I don't see any hope for myself. And you know, if you can't resolve that, if you can't find the light, then you're going to give up and become nihilistic or you're going to become depressed or you're going to seek a way to distract yourself, whether it be through video games, drugs, alcohol, TV, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. The the fiat world is the way it is because it's constructed of the things that are trying to address that that angst and that despair just in in an unhealthy or in an unproductive way. And, you know, I think a lot of us are figuring out that Bitcoin is the most viable solution on offer. And it seems to be the case that when you commit to a solution like that, uh, you don't require all of the fiat band-aids that have bubbled up as becoming the culture in in trying to address all of those uh, deficiencies because they become resolved internally as a result of that hope, as a result of that striving towards something better in the future. And you begin to just reconstruct and reorient yourself internally Mm -hmm. to to focus on that thing. And it's incredibly healthy on pretty much every scale that you, you could care to assess. Yeah, for sure. But how, so the question is like, how do we, how do you get this message out? And I guess, you know, you're doing a great job with that uh, to the, the, the wider, um, the wider mainstream kind of population, because like we're trying to do that too with it, with our startup by just making Bitcoin more accessible to them. Um, but I, but I feel like we need to really step things up because it's it's almost like we're running out of time before like all of these these fiat currencies um, collapse against each other or against the dollar first and then and then the dollar collapses and and it's almost like we're 
we're getting like it's happening is <laughs> that meme is it's happening mm-hmm. um and you know we're not going to be happy like just because we're right like it's not going to be fun to watch um like i don't want to be like super rich and live in a place that's you know everyone's struggling um that's not why maybe that's also what what um, makes us bitcoiners different from crypto people we just like we we think about like how this affects the whole world rather than our ourselves like we we understand that this is bigger than us um yeah but it's uh i I don't think there's there's i mean everyone has to answer that question for themselves of course i don't think there's one answer but you know you can you can bring a horse to water but you can't make them drink right and so there's a in some sense there's no amount of convincing or persuasion that's really going to work so you know it's always been my opinion that you just do your best to to become become the person that you think it's is most worthwhile of attempting to become mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. be your best self to put it in a kind of trite cliche sort of way and and you know you lead by example be the change you want to see whatever cliche mm-hmm. uh you know trope you want to input there but i think it's true and people will will change as a result of observing the results of your uh, you know your approach in that way and that's the most i've always felt that's the most powerful thing like you Mm. i've had a million whether it was i remember in high school like i was a strong advocate for weed right i just i Mm. thought it was crazy that it was illegal i thought it had a bunch of benefits you know and I just, and, you know, in high school, if I had a chance to write a, per, a persuasive essay, I'd write it on weed mm-hmm. and I'd, be, I'd, I'd speak to like my parents and my siblings and my friends about this issue. And I remember just getting like angry because I couldn't believe how they could think that, you know, it should, you should be thrown in a cage for, you know, using a harmless plant in the privacy of your own home, you know, doing no harm to others. And, you know, I, I learned at the time that persuasion is only goes so far. And there's no sense in getting like bent out of shape or upset if you can't persuade someone of, of your way of thinking, first of all, because you might not be right. And, you know, so why go through all the trouble if, if in the end you're not actually right? But even if you mm-hmm. are right, it's just not very effective. The, 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 the most effective thing to do is to become the person you think is, mm. you know, it, it is the most worthwhile to become. And if you're if you really are oriented towards the thing that is most right or true or good, it'll become apparent to people that observe you that you're doing something right. And then they'll ask themselves, Mm. what is it they're doing right? How are they, the world is so crazy and chaotic right now. Why are they so calm? You know, like, Mm. why are they so hopeful about the future? Like all I'm seeing is political divide and horrible economic situations. Mm -hmm. Like what, Mm -hmm. how are they so cool with all this? And then they answer the question for themselves and then they, they end up learning for themselves and you don't have to do a damn thing other than do your best to do Mm. pursue what you think is most meaningful. So I, I think that's the the best way to handle it. And of course, you have to accept that you can't save everybody, right? Some people are going to just keep their heads in the mud or they're, they're going to be in, you know, they're going to be in situations where they, it's really hard to do much about it. And I sympathize with them. But for for the former group of people, you know, they'll just be caught up in things more so than than people yeah, that are able to exit. And that's just the way it is. People don't gotta, have time, right? Yeah. People don't you, have you time to it. study these things. I mean, the, the thing that I struggle with is that, you know, it's we spent probably thousands of hours trying to understand this thing like it's 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 a hard concept to grasp and you know the the rabbit hole is deep right and and to 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 even claim like i don't think any bitcoiner claims he's an expert in in bitcoin 
on mm. Bitcoin um, because just like the more you find out about it, the more the more you understand that there's just so much more to like the yeah like I said the the, the rabbit hole. Um, but and and most people just are too busy with life, and you know a product of this fiat system is that you need to work uh, as I think Michael Saylor said exponentially harder for money that that loses value mm. exponentially, and mm-hmm. you're not gonna have time to sit down and read a book on you know, the, the the history of, or like the Bitcoin standard or the monetary history or things like that. But it, I wonder, what, what, what do you think, like, if does it also require a certain um, type of person to, because I think when, when you start to understand Bitcoin, it's almost like you have to um, admit that, or you, admit to go, or go back and admit that you actually don't know anything about money. And, and like the smarter you are, the more educated you are, or, you know, the more degrees you have, it's just much harder to do that because of maybe the, the, the sunk cost fallacy that, you know, wait, mm. I've, I've invested so much in this education and I, I, I think I know a lot and I have these certificates here and you're telling me that everything I know is wrong. So I'll, I'll just refuse that. No. Um, and then it's because it does force us to, to go back to, you know, like even kind of high school kindergarten level of understanding of what money is. And I, I wish we were taught these things in school. And I sometimes wonder why we weren't just these basic like fundamentals of what is money, what is good money. Um, and yeah, I sometimes wonder about like the type of person. And in 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 this case, maybe what I, what I was trying to ask is, I, I heard that you spent some time in, in Asia or in China mm. um, or, you, you know, uh, some years there and and I also like um, have like a, well, I spent a couple of years in Malaysia, but I also grew up in like the Middle East. And I, I sometimes think that maybe that helped me get this, get this, um, uh, I don't know if personality or, 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 or a certain way of looking at the world and, and, you know, seeing these problems or, or, or being able to identify these issues. I don't know if, if that, if you ever thought about that, like does, or, yeah, just, just yeah, like, totally, totally. There, I mean, there, do these experiences help? Yeah, there's many, many reasons why people would be resistant to, uh, you know, seeing the orange light to understanding Bitcoin. And, and sure, like your degree of humility, you know, because as we're finding out, the the value lens that you see the world through goes a long way to constructing your worldview because it's so mm-hmm. instrumental at, it, it, there's so many it's so consequential for how the world even looks, you know, the, the type of money that's used. If you use a fiat money, like what are the institutions of governance and corporations and all that kind of stuff end up looking like as a result of that corruption that's embedded in the money and the ability to violate mm-hmm. it, for example. And what does a society look like where each individual at basically zero cost can custody and secure their own money and it cannot be manipulated and it cannot be corrupted? Well, what do institutions of banking and finance and governance and, and all the rest of it look like in that mm-hmm. world? And it's very, very different. So if you're someone who's constructed a worldview based on, well, whatever, mm-hmm. let's say your education and your credentials and and the, the, the state of the world as it is, and you're, you know, one, you're not very curious about how it could be different. And two, perhaps you don't even permit that things could be that dramatically different. Then, you you, you mm-hmm. know, you're probably going to be pretty impervious to Bitcoin breaking through your, you know, your consciousness and and yeah. to, you know, letting it kind of hook you in and, and start that journey down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But for people that 
are a little bit more open-minded to things generally, a little bit more curious to things, a little bit more humble, a little bit more critical of the way things are and thinking that things can be different, um, you know, or even desperate people that are like, you know, surely something's got to give, something has to be different because this mm. isn't working. Then those people are going to be way more receptive to it and good because I want, you know, selfishly, perhaps I want the ones who are humble and curious and, you know, have been disenfranchised in various ways to be the ones to get their hands on sats sooner, you know, so that the people yeah. that are capitalized in the future are the curious ones, are the open-minded ones, are the humble ones, are the, you know, um, the ones who saw or wanted a better world and were willing to take some risk to see it come about. That would be great if they had all the money in the future. Yeah. yeah. I'm also, I also don't get too excited when I hear like about institutional adoption and when, you know, no. Tesla or Elon Musk or like, they, that's fine. They, they don't need to get it. Like we can, like, we're also not in a rush to get to whatever price target that you have. Like we, we know we're getting there is just, it's almost like the, the, the slower it takes, it's the better for, for everyone else. Um, like I'd, I'd rather that, that, that it took us five or 10 years longer and more people had time. And, you know, we built these tools that help onboard the people that need it most. Um, so yeah, for sure. I and just, eventually, yeah, going, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I just going back to, um, uh, a little bit about my, like from, from my history or from where I grew up, I, I just remember these um, massive lines of people lining up to send money using Western Union back home, like these like immigrant workers, whether like maids or construction workers lining up. And I saw these lines in these malls or in these, these, the, the, the streets. And um, I never realized that they're getting charged like 20 or 30% mm. to send back like a hundred bucks uh, a week, which was enough to support their family in Sri Lanka or wherever. And they're the ones, you know, they're the ones that, that, that I think need Bitcoin the most. And, you know, imagine like the type of that type of saving for someone that doesn't make a lot is, is huge. Right. They, you know, they need it a lot more than Elon Musk or someone like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is why it's so cool. Like what's happening in places like El Salvador, where, you know, and I know a lot of hype and a lot of enthusiasm, you know, during the announcement. And I'm sure a lot of that has petered out. And I suspect it'll take a lot longer for behavior to actually change on the mm -hmm. ground for people to become more familiar with it. But the punchline is, is at least they're becoming familiar with it, or at least they have many opportunities to do mm -hmm. so. And, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, like they're, they're, accumulating sats and what's really great you know in the context of some big you know financial catastrophe happening and it may not you know like again we we've talked about already about how the austrians and libertarians were all like the end is nigh this financial system can't you know sustain itself well here we are 50 40 30 years later and it's still trucking along now the you know of course the the injustice is is rampant but here you know it's still mm -hmm. function it's still still alive uh, but if, if something like that should happen, I mean, how much of a advantage is it going to be in a place like El Salvador where the infrastructure is already there for people to be like, oh, shit, hyperinflation in the U.S. dollar. And it's so much easier to shift exactly. on to another system because the infrastructure is there. There's been some momentum already. People are familiar with it, some education, some businesses. And I think that's going to be a massive you know, advantage because if if you don't have something like that, I mean, how chaotic will it be should a scenario like that befall a country or or a region mm -hmm. and not have an alternative i mean we 
and we've seen many examples throughout history and we're seeing some of it now, like people are going to the bank with guns just to try to get their own money out and, and yeah, people are losing their savings that, overnight. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. That article from, from CNBC that just came out the other day was, was really good because it, it really goes against that narrative of, of what was, what's, what's mostly in the mainstream that this is just a, um, speculative tool to you know people trade this and like when's a good time to when's a good price to buy and is it going lower you know just the mainstream crap where you know you have these perspectives that it's it's actually so much more than that it's just a, it's a tool to 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 escape these failing systems as we've seen in in Lebanon apparently their their local currency lost like ninety five percent of of their value mm. and. And if you were into Bitcoin, maybe you didn't have too much. You, you at least knew how to move your your money that you saw was was um, in, increasingly falling in value relative to everything else. You at least had that um, that escape hatch, or at least knew how to use it. And I think I, I like to think what we're doing with with Satsback is 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 in that case, in that sense, like your Sats, like your hundred or fifty thousand Sats, might not save you. From from you know like a hyper inflationary event, but um, you are gonna learn how to um, handle your keys to your blue wallet or your whatever lightning wallet that you're using, and in the future when you uh, and you're gonna you're gonna know that there's this parallel system that you could you could always move to, um, and you know you 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 might be aware of that there's you know ATMs or there's people you can buy from, um, and. And yeah, these are just tools that 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 people should become familiar with, uh, because yeah, like we mentioned, it's it's I don't think it's ever been more important. And yeah, even though even though they might uh, kick the can a little bit da- uh, further down the road, like it, you know, we were wrong before. Like it might take another five, ten years before uh, before the system collapses. It's it's still going to be uh, immensely valuable to to educate yourself about this. Yeah, I still walk by, you know, people going to MoneyGram and Western Union all the time. And I'm just like, the thought in my head is like, wow, they don't know. Mm. They don't yeah. know. There's there's such a better alternative where they can save so much money and it can be so much quicker and you don't have to line up out in the hot mm. sun for an hour to get into the office to, you know, do all the fucking paperwork to mm. put the transfer through. It's the, the, the information, you know, disparity is extreme right now. And um uh, but that's why it's so powerful when you finally get it, because, you know, that that gap just like closes almost in an instant. You're like, wow, as you said before, the world is totally different than I thought it was. The possibilities mm-hmm. and the potential are totally different. So many of the issues that I was thinking were unresolvable are now mm-hmm. it's very easy to see how they can come become resolved. And then, you know, as you did with Satsback, all you really want to do is contribute to it. You want you want to step through into that you want to step over the line, your line yourself. You want to step into that realm, that deflationary realm, that more free realm. But then you also, you, you want to bring people along. You want to make it yeah. easier. You want to contribute in some capacity, both for your own benefit and for the benefit of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, so many Bitcoiners, like uh, they want to find ways to work in Bitcoin because you get to hang out with like-minded people. You get to still stack sats. You get con- to contribute to the network in some way. And what could be better, you know? And then yeah. you just... That's the way yeah, to do. One thing, one thing I have to say though, it's 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 yeah, it's it's all that, but um, like I I've come from like a traditional maybe corporate um, industry 
from the telecommunication space, but any industry would, uh, the same things would apply, but within Bitcoin, and I'm, I'm sure this is something you've noticed is that you've, and people talk about this, there's, the, people are just givers in general. People are so generous with their, with their time and that you could, you could actually reach out to anyone uh, just I like I replied to your tweet and 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 you know I'm sure there's there's a lot uh, more interesting people you could you could be speaking to than than me right now but you you know you took the time and you're like yeah sure let's let's record something and you know you see this with with you know you could you could DM um, pretty much anyone and I've always gotten a response from people that I imagined are very busy uh and everyone's just willing to help without expecting anything in return just because maybe they understand that you know you're also fighting the good fight you're also a bitcoiner mm -hmm. and we're all uh we're all working towards a, a similar mission and it's never been more uh like that that surprises me till now like how how um how generous and how helpful everyone in this in this in this space is it's it's really there's there's you know I couldn't um, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else like uh, everyone's just so generous. Yeah, no, that's such a good point, and I've uh, my experience has been the same throughout the years, mm -hmm. and it is super cool. And I mean, often people would often say like part of the reason for that is once you get off that hamster wheel, once you develop a greater sense of security around your own future then you're more willing to, you know, devote your time to other people. And I think that's part of it, but I, I definitely think there's just like, there's an ethic that kind of runs through it. And that's like, you know, as you said, like if there's other people that you encounter on the road that are attempting to do, you know, mm. learn about Bitcoin or do something good for Bitcoin or be involved in some way, you help them out. That's the right thing to do. You, you know, you give mm. them the time, you, you, you do what you can within reason, of course, but, um, I agree. It seems to pervade, you know, a lot of uh, people in this space. And it's so, again, it's just another one of those things that makes it such a pleasure and such a nicer place mm. to operate in. And that, and that's what I mean. Like I, I talk about this a lot, but people are going to follow their incentive ultimately. Right. So even those hard, hard headed people that you re referred to before that, you know, don't see a, can't imagine a different future and are very close minded and are very arrogant in whatever way, at some point the price signal and their financial incentive will make yeah. them change, whatever that might be. Um, so everyone's going to be caught up in that net eventually. But in advance of that, what I think is so cool, and conferences are a, a places where you get a sense, you, you really get to feel this because you know people gather in large numbers, but you get a sense for the cultural emergence that's happening around this stuff. And in how, you know, people are changing their thinking about themselves and about the world and the different values and virtues that they're thinking more about and trying to integrate into their lives and, you know, the different behaviors or practices or pursuits that they're engaging in their personal life and, and their family and like all of that stuff. And I'm not here to say, you know, uh, definitively what any of those are, but just to say that like that kind of mix that's, that's being passed around and that's bubbling up. I think that's what's going to attract a lot of people in advance of the necessity of adopting Bitcoin, because they're just going to look and say, do you want to be working in an environment where like to, to talk to somebody you want to talk to, or to talk to somebody, you know, a, a, a so-called higher up, you've got to go through a million secretaries and you've got to block out a 15 mm. minute time. And it's super like, it's, it's a, 
you know, it's really precise and, yeah. you know, all that jazz, or do you want to be in an environment where people are open to speaking and sharing ideas and there's not a lot of this hierarchy bullshit, like the best ideas win and mm. you show up and, and, uh, if you're humble and you're genuine, then, you know, people are probably going to be yeah. very willing to give you time. And like, of course, yeah. most people are going to want to operate in an environment like that. The flip side is like, I think that causes you to level your game up as well, because if someone's going to give you their time, you don't want to bring, you know, crap. You don't want to show up with crap. You want to make sure you're, uh, you know, you're signaling to them that you respect their time and that, you know, so you, you, you try to show up in, in your best form as well. And if everyone does that, then you get good relationships started, you get work, good work mm -hmm. done, you get good ideas, you know, passed around and refined. And that's, you know, that among other things is what's so compelling about the space is like it, that, that seems to be the, uh, the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. I, I think it could be also um, because us Bitcoiners, we, we, I, I think tend to see ourselves as this niche within our, a larger niche of, of crypto. And, you know, it's, it's a, if for some people, I, I mean, for, for me, it was a, it was a journey to get to this Bitcoin only position um and and you know as we as we meet other people that have been through that journey and have asked these difficult questions um and have reached to a similar point that that we're in it, we we tend to understand each other without words right because mm -hmm. we tend to read the similar similar things uh, listen to similar podcasts and it's almost like we're you know uh we're in sync without even having met each other um but uh another I thing totally that you mentioned yeah. So another thing that you mentioned was I I really like this 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 quote. I'm not sure who said it, but but uh, someone said that people will find Bitcoin either through uh, curiosity or necessity. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned with the with the price signal, like at some point you just need you're gonna need to capitulate and say, okay, fine, I was wrong. Um, I need to preserve my 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 wealth into the future, and it's just um, yeah, you're gonna be worse off. But uh, but I think eventually, like a uh, apart from even like how early or late you are, like you could actually not have any Bitcoin, but you're going to be better off in a Bitcoin denominated world. Right. We, we understand that too. So it's, it's, it's um, that's another element there, but, but yeah, I just hope more people find it through curiosity. Yeah, me too. Um, I was kind of touched on this a while back and forgot to pursue it, but what is it like mm -hmm. in Poland right now? Like, 20% official inflation. Um, what are people thinking about what's going so, on? And like, is, is Bitcoin at all in the public consciousness as a potential yeah. solution or? Yeah. I, I, the, the mainstream media has done a very good job at convincing people that this is, this is, this is like penny stock together with crypto, very risky investments, very volatile. And, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't make it easier for us. Um, the the price vol volatility, or at least you know, um, coming back from the previous cycle when we went up to whatever 60, 70k, and now we're down whatever it is, 70%. I, I don't even uh, follow the price too much, but it's people like okay, people say like fine, so inflation is so high, but then Bitcoin just dropped 70%. So did you tell people to buy it at 60? Um, where you know it's 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 really hard to get into these things in in like a few minute conversations, and mm. and most people still, uh, at least in Poland, most most people look at crypto as 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 something to trade, and they don't really 
they see Bitcoin as something that's just like boring and it's not too fun to trade because it doesn't go up or down, you know, I don't know, it doesn't go up too fast X. enough for them or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, In a week. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. I, there is a growing Bitcoin community here where we're trying to do our part to, to find these people by like having more meetups and, and stuff. But generally, um, yeah, of course, there's, there's, there's a group of, 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 of Bitcoiners that uh, and, and a growing group, I, I would imagine, for whom it's the solution. But for most people, it's just um, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, but I, I think a lot of people in Poland, rem- older people remember. Uh, so we didn't have a hyperinflation as bad as um, the, the Weimar Republic uh, across the border. But there was a time when you were paying like a million zloty. So actually, the, the, the funny thing is our currency is called zloty, which is the direct translation of golden. So you're paying with golden something. So 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 like 100 golden. Uh, where, and I think a lot of people still think it's backed by gold just because of the name and they don't think about these things and they weren't taught it in, in school. Uh, but there was a time I remember, um, I think early nineties or, or, or late eighties uh, where you had the, where there was many, too many zeros. So, so the government decided to take off the zeros, but you know, <laughs> I can only imagine how we got to that point was right. through very high inflation. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people suffered because of that couldn't save. And I don't know, maybe it's, why my grandparents couldn't couldn't save enough, but I think the more immediate issue right now is is um, the yeah, like you said, rising cost of cost of living for most people, especially people that are retired. There's a lot of retired people here now on their pensions, and the pensions aren't going up, but the prices of everything is the price of energy, uh, the cost to heat your home, the uh, a lot of these other things can be. Um, I guess we can blame our, our incompetent government for like um, just making wrong decisions and not not having enough coal. So I think that the, the immediate worry right now is like, how do you keep the, the house warm for the winter? Um, and um, is, um, yeah, the, the energy uh, the energy issue is real, even though we've been kind of lucky to, to have like a relatively warm start of the winter past few weeks. Or months, um, people are worried if you know, and especially because of the 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 pipeline situation. Um, um, we like there's a, there's a risk of not having enough gas, and we definitely don't have enough coal. So that's the worrying part that people are not going to be able to warm their houses, mm. um, and a lot of people can't afford to. Uh, it b- really breaks my heart to hear um, older people's um say that you know they have to decide whether they're gonna buy medicine or heat their house and you know most people aren't going to make the connection here that this is because the money's broken this isn't Mm. because of the war um they blame it on the war they say it's all the putin inflation or um it's it's a good scapegoat because a lot of it is because of the war but uh, we know as Bitcoiners that these 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 problems were evident before um, before the war and um, before COVID, right? Uh, people blame before the war. People blame things on COVID, like this, mm. you know, supply chain issues because of COVID. But we saw the cracks before then, um, and it's just people get distracted and 
um, yeah, you know, I, I, but it's it's not just Poland. It's it's, it's all of Europe. Like like it, we're in an um, um, unfortunate situation. Um, you know, we're privileged enough to like pick up and travel, move to uh, whatever country uh, we choose to like a warmer place. But I, I really worry about the, my neighbors here, uh, mm. um, fellow fellow citizens. Uh, you know, in, in Europe generally, yeah. One one of the real tragedies with the let's say the unwind or the slow collapse of the system or how, however you want to characterize it is, as you said earlier, you know, you have to work harder and harder for less and less. And what that, the effect of that is basically as it gets worse, your time preference becomes higher and higher. You become more and more desperate for, mm. you know, the things you need, the necessities of life, let's say, and that makes it harder and harder to adopt a solution that is predicated on basically mm. a low time preference you know like uh, i've said this before or i've said it many times like and 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 you know a lot of people in the space have elucidated like why it is when you're put in that situation you engage in activities that exacerbate it because you want to you want to mm. get out of that situation more and more as it becomes more desperate and so you look at you look toward gambling or shitcoin casinos mm. or you know anything that like the quick fix and as we know, the quick fix most often, like 99% of the time is going to put you mm. in a worse situation, not a better situation. And so as the problem gets worse and worse, the actual solution becomes less and less appealing because the actual mm. solution is, hey, you're going to, you're not going to get out of this fast, but with every single day, if, if, if you really dial in your life, you know, find the places where you're, you know, consuming things you don't need or find the extra hours in the day where you can work or whatever where you can every day just incrementally improve things, right? And in this case, I'm referring to like, get your 12 words and start mm -hmm. putting Satoshis on them just every day, every day. And you won't get out quick, but a month from now, you'll be in a little bit better situation and six months and 12 months and a year and two and three, and slowly you'll crawl out of that cave. Mm -hmm. And it, with every step, you're going to feel a greater sense of calm, a greater sense of security. Mm -hmm. And that's the way out of this. But we live, you know, we live in fiat, world where everyone wants a quick fix yeah. and no one wants to hear about a five-year plan they, you know they need the quick fix as well like if you if you don't know how you're well, going to heat exactly, your house for exactly. the winter you're like more worried about about that yeah it's 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 tough it's you're right and you know like you mentioned i i sometimes think like people don't have time to learn about bitcoin because they they need to work longer hours to to just um uh to just work harder just just to just to pay the bills um, and it's, you know, it's these second order effects of the fiat system that, that, you know, we identify, but it's just frustrating that, that, you know, others, others don't see it. I, it's kind of personal for me because my parents are, are like retirement age right now and they, they managed to save some money, but it's all of these people, they're forced to speculate now because what do you like, right. where do you keep your money? Yeah. Are you going to buy real estate that that's been in a bubble for the past however long years or, and I, I don't think people, because um, my parents don't have like an economics financial background, they're they're specializing in in, in something else. I, I don't. It, it's frustrating why everyone now needs to be a, a um, economist or needs to needs to be up to date with the with the latest about like what the Fed is going to do uh, to just to be able to preserve their hard earned savings into mm -hmm. into the future it's and it's and if if you if you just make one wrong decision there like buy the wrong bond uh you're wiped out and you could be like the hardest worker you could have done everything right it was like 
it, this is actually a quote from a, uh, it, it just stuck with me a few years ago when, when the, the Lebanese, uh, I guess they have the lira. In any case, there was, a, there was a woman there said that, you know, I did everything right. I went to school, I studied hard, I got a job, I saved money. And, you know, what, what do I have? Like all of a sudden from, from one day to the next, I've got nothing or my, my savings lost 70% of their value. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just tough. It's fucking tragic, man. It's such a insane injustice that's been, uh, you know, put on the world for so long. We will look back on this period and people will be in disbelief that it could have gone on for so long and that so few people identified it and so few people stood up against it, even when there wasn't. I mean, now there's a real easy solution, which is Bitcoin. Mm. But even before, I mean, it, people will be in disbelief that people didn't rise up with their pitchforks and even in, in advance of a right. viable solution like Bitcoin. But the, and, that, and that's why the first step, you know, because you said the, the madness of having to go further and further out the, the risk curve to just to try to preserve your 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 stored energy, your, your previously accumulated capital. And then of course, as you go out on that risk curve, you risk losing it all. And as the, the regu regulatory environment becomes more fluid, you risk losing it all. And I mean, there's so many ways that it could all go extremely South, you know, and, and you could lose it all. And that's whether it's through taxes or through mistakes or through taking too much risk, all that kind of stuff. So the first step is just to opt the fuck out of the madness. <laughs> it's not even like, you know, your, your wealth in Bitcoin is going to, this is what, what I meant by like the long-term approach, you know, your, your wealth in Bitcoin is not going to save you tomorrow just because you made that switch, mm. but you will be able to say no more. I will not be uh, stolen from anymore. I'm, I'm not participating in this madness. I'm taking my freedom back. Mm -hmm. And from that initial action, I'll build up from there. And mm -hmm. to the extent that you, you can siphon wealth into the big, into Bitcoin, or if you're just from that point on, you say, I'm not being stolen from, I'm, I'm free and I'm going to store the fruits of my labor in Bitcoin and that will save me if I, you know, and that will be my, my, uh, my salvation. Basically, if I, if I do that dutifully, then that's, that's the greatest likelihood of, of extricating myself from this horrendous situation that I've been, you know, put yeah. in basically. This, this, this idea is, is very powerful with, with, with time theft. I think about it a lot in terms of like, the only thing as as scarce as Bitcoin is there is there time and 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 this is a way to protect ourselves from from others robbing us of our you know hard work mm -hmm. um, time spent working uh, stored energy uh, but yeah it's just hard to communicate these these ideas to others uh, that you know inflation is 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 theft uh, but people are starting to fear it feel it now um, and yeah maybe it will will become easier. But but we'll see. Yeah, little by little. I mean, we all have to stay humble, patient, and not expect too much, right? You can only really control your own life. And we should all be doing that to the extent that we can. And then whatever contributions we make, we can't have too many expectations that they're going to resolve things as broadly or as quickly as we'd, we'd like them to, because, you know, it's just not realistic. But every passing day, I mean, you you see how this ecosystem in the space is growing and the type of people that are coming in and the the changes that are being affected by it all i mean i, I i'd almost feel selfish if, if i was asking for you know more than that because i'm so grateful that this solution exists and that i mean it's thir 13 years old yeah i mean it's you know that's a 
on the historical time scale, that's nothing. not a, a very long time. And look, you know, look at what's been done in that short period of time. So mm. I think we have to have a, a historical perspective on this rather than just, you know, our own lifetime scale perspective. And, and with that perspective, things are going really damn fast and mm -hmm. yeah. great. This know? also, this also gives me, uh, makes me feel a, a bit more sure. Cause like, you know, going back to the question, like, are, are, are we wrong or are we crazy? But seeing, seeing the, the people uh, like, Jeff Booth, Michael Saylor, or some of the most intelligent people I've ever heard speak, you being one of them, and we all feel the same way um, and are saying the same things is like, we can't all be crazy at the same time. Like, you know, Michael Saylor was against Bitcoin initially as well. And, and then he's, you know, he, I think he even studied how technologies change societies or, or economies. Like, um, He's a very deep thinker, Jeff Booth, uh, as well. Like him with his with his uh, book, uh, "The Price of Tomorrow." Like some of the most intelligent people I've, I've you know, um, heard speak, uh, are are on board, right? And they all kind of see this this Bitcoin Bitcoin signal, and and you know, they also what's reassuring is they get to the, to a similar position that we're at. Right. So they all have like their own journey. And um, I'm not sure if you had a similar one when it was first like, wow, this crypto thing, these blockchains. Um, and, you know, seeing that some of the most intelligent people that you've ever met are are also seeing things similarly. Um, I don't think it's a, it's an echo bubble. I think it's 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 a sign that, you know, there's something here and and that, you know, and I like I like to hear and. Uh, speak to people that are generally opposed. And I, I actually try, I, I really enjoy those podcasts that bring on intelligent people that have arguments against why, you know, maybe not the, the Peter Schiff type that, that just, it's just like, can't, Yells. you can't get through to him, but you, mm. you have like intelligent people trying to criticize Bitcoin. Uh, and I really like, in, you know, uh, listening to those because I think it's important that we should sometimes check our, our biases and, um, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but I, I think like we've thought these things through and, you know, you guys have as well. And it's just, um, really, uh, reassuring to see, to see like more extremely intelligent people join us on this, on this journey. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And we all benefit from that open, the, the dialogue that's have, that's happening out in the open, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if you take Jeff or sailor, like they're, rhetoric around this stuff has evolved since the time that they've yeah. been around yeah. here. And so all these ideas get thrown out and they get talked about on podcasts and they get mixed around on Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. They get written in, into articles and then all of our minds get upgraded. And then we kind of sort out, like we, 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 we question it in our own minds and we follow the discourse or we engage in the discourse. And then it seems like together the hive mind is just getting more and more and more, um, clarity around the truth of this thing. And that's, that's wonderful. And as you say, I mean, I, I don't think anybody wants to uh, just think something that isn't true, right? We, so that, I think that's why there's this kind of uh, ethos of like really trying to poke holes in ideas in this space and really being critical and like, and really, you know, being, uh, you know, really representing your point of view to the point of almost like aggressiveness, which we sometimes see, but just to make sure that you're representing it as much as possible so that whatever is the result of the discourse, you can, 
you can have some confidence that both sides were represented as well as they could be. And, you know, so mm -hmm. the, the, the idea that won out in that particular discourse has a greater, you know, you can have more faith in it, it has a greater gravity. And, mm -hmm. um, and I love that because we, we all get to, to move along together. And what's so great. I mean, you think about how much you've, your perspective and your ideas and your philosophy and perhaps, and, you know, and, and how that's bled into your behavior and your life. I think a lot of people would probably admit that in the two, three, four years they've been involved in Bitcoin, a lot of change has occurred in that domain regarding their perspective and their ambitions mm -hmm. for the future and their ideas. Add five more years to that. Add 10 mm -hmm. more years to that. I mean, it's really exciting just to know that. And a lot of us, I think, you know, I certainly craved it when I was younger and I wasn't receiving it in my in my social environments, but I wanted that degree of like discourse and I wanted like that voracious mm -hmm. uh, truth discovery thing happening. And it just wasn't there because so few people really cared. And now that I find myself in an environment and, you know, amongst a group of people that really do care about that. And it's not just for the sake of it. It's directly oriented at a, you know, a pretty clear vision of the future. Mm -hmm. It's so enjoyable and rewarding. You know, it's just so great to be able to have that degree of intellectual stimulation. Like mm -hmm. the tap is always there whenever you want to plug into it. And um, so I, it's a huge blessing as far as I'm concerned that we have this massive, open, truthful and truth seeking mm -hmm. discourse that's, that's currently happening around this mechanism that seems capable to have a dramatically positive impact on on the world. You know, so yeah. What could be better? At the same time, around the world, you know, across borders, like we're, we're just yeah. sharing these ideas. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I really like how you focus on these um, second order effects of how Bitcoin influences personalities and lives um, much more than just financially, right? Uh, and you go into the, the the philosophy of it and the psychology of it and uh, I, I really enjoy listening to those to those topics because I have experienced them myself. I've uh, on my own um, life, you know, as I as I understood uh, Bitcoin more, I, I I witnessed my life change. Um, you know, just just simple things like being able to plan more for the future or or mm -hmm. being able to think farther ahead and into into the future. Like you said, you know, what about five, ten years? what uh, but then then we start thinking about generations we're thinking about like am i building generational wealth like do i do i need this car do i need this watch do i need this you know i what i thought i needed um maybe i don't need any of the, those things and i actually want to i don't know build a legacy or or be remembered for something um it's it's a drastic drastic change um, totally and i think yeah. that's that's all kind of wrapped up in the notion of upgrading or refining your, well, your hierarchy of values, your sense of mm -hmm. value, right? Like what is it that you deem worthwhile to pursue? What, what is it that you deem worthwhile to exchange your limited resources, both time, energy, and capital for? And it really seems like a lot of people are starting to say, well, it's not like the Lambo and it's not just frivolous mm -hmm. material stuff. And it's not just, you know, all of this stuff that fiat world would, tend to think is like what you, the trappings of, of wealth and success, it seems to be other things. And what I, what, what I find so fascinating about the, the discourse that we just referred to is that that is what's being discussed as well. Like, okay, 
if you have a certain degree of security over the future and you're starting to think long-term, what is most valuable to you? Because what's mm -hmm. most valuable to you will dictate what you dedicate your limited resources to. And, and this, this bleeds into everything, not just your planning for the future, but like we were saying before, like even the values and virtues that you consider and, and how you want to try to embody them into your own life and into your own behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's the answers that are being conjured up as represented in people's actions, you know, because they're far more easy to observe than they are explicitly articulated, um, is really interesting. And and this is why you said, like, when you go to a conference or something like that, mm. you like, you're already on a same, a very similar mm -hmm. wavelength with people. Like, your you, your values are are already lined up, and of course, mm -hmm. that's it, that makes it incredibly conducive to rapidly developing relationships and friendships and and mm -hmm. business partnerships and all the rest of it because you're so aligned on values and i think with with every passing day we're kind of gaining more clarity and, and making those values more explicit and they you know a lot of them as far as i can tell seem to be things like truth and things like freedom mm. seems and you know and honesty and fairness and you know and these are these are the values that seem to be orienting our notions of the future and how we orient our lives in order to get there. And it, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's just another crazy phenomenon that, you know, magic internet money seems you to know, be conjuring up. You know what I, what I, what I also think it is. And I, I think Jordan Peterson goes into this and, and you talk about this. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you do is, is like that, that sense of having uh, a purpose in life that, that the higher meaning you're working towards or something that's, that's larger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something a lot of people miss nowadays. And maybe that's why, you know, all the addictions and stuff that you, they just not, you know, maybe the idea of like God is dead and people aren't going to church anymore. That that's also related there. But um, part of, you know, when, since I was young, I was always like asking myself this question, like, what's the purpose? Like, why am I here? What's, mm -hmm. what's, what's, what's the, what's the goal of it's my life? Like, of life. What, what am I, what's the meaning? Like, why am I here? And I think, the reason why Bitcoiners are so energetic and so optimistic is I think I've, at least for, for me, I found maybe not a, the exact thing I need to do, but at least I found the, the solution to my own life. Like I found the answer to what do you want to be involved with for the rest of your life, you know, and it's, mm. you know, maybe it's the people, but it's, it's maybe it's that element of, I, I was always fascinated by these like hidden truths where, you know, I've discovered something that seems like it's 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 the answer, but nobody has heard of it yet. So that that, that was the reason why the Austrian School of Economics was fascinating to me because nobody heard about uh, about it. Like I went to an economics university, and 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 you're like you're not taught these things. You you, you mm -hmm. don't you don't hear about like Mises or or any of these thinkers. Um, so that was fascinating, and and then and then Bitcoin seems like the the thing too that is just like this. The secret hiding within this noise of of uh, crypto tokens, and um, we're just there early. But I think it's that um, that purpose, that sense of that you know we found our thing um, that I was missing. Um, that was maybe the source of my frustration and 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 my um, kind of rebelliousness. Um, and yeah, uh, but I think there's an element to that as well, right? Absolutely. I think a lot of people would resonate with that. And, you know, in a sense, it's kind of obvious or natural, because if you think, if you think you've identified the thing that would be both most worthwhile in actualizing your own ambitions, as well as most, most worthwhile in 
improving or contributing to the positive development of the world or most effective in doing mm. that, how could you not really devote yourself to it? Because it ticks mm. both of the most important boxes, your own, uh, you know, well-being and actualization and ambition, as well as that for everyone else, you know, so it's kind of, it's almost like, mm -hmm. it's almost at the extreme of what could possibly be a yeah. motivating force because yeah. it, it, it is the maximum end of, of two of perhaps the most meaningful yeah. considerations. And maybe this, the selfish need to uh, be uh, stimulated intellectually, what, what uh, other subject could be more stimulating than Bitcoin that's got all these elements that you could dive into and, and really spend years studying? Um, it's, you know, like we said, it's this never-ending rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine something more intellectually stimulating than, than Bitcoin and, you know, choose whichever element of it that you like, whether it's the technical side or the economic side or, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think that's, that's a big part of it too. It's, um, I, I think, I think you go into this in previous podcast, you said you had like a previous career and maybe like a, a, a traditional industry. I don't know if it was like traditional finance or whatnot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, I see this a lot, like with Bitcoiners I meet. So I, I've had similar, I spent eight years in like a telecommunication industry and it wasn't rewarding. Like it was, it was high, the, the, this, the, the, the pay was good. And it was, maybe it was golden handcuffs because you, you, you're thinking right. like, oh my God, I'm, I'm making good money. Like, why should I look outside of, of where I am? Um, but it's- It was just a job. It wasn't meaningful. Yeah, right? it, was, it, it, was, it was a job. I mean, just a job, but um, yeah, it wasn't meaningful. Like there wasn't much more to it. Uh, so I think, I think, you know, Bitcoiners tend to, or at least ones that have had this, this fiat job um, once. So maybe <laughs> I don't know this uh, advice, but anyone, I, sometimes I, I, I wonder like, should I have stayed there? I probably would have had much more Bitcoin if I just stayed in my fiat job and just mined fiat. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have changed anything. Like because the it's just so rewarding to 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 be able to um and be in Bitcoin full time and and be building um um things that thousands of people find useful is yeah it's it's just super rewarding. I'm sure you feel the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know that is a a, a question that everyone has to come to on their own, like mine fiat so you can accumulate more bitcoin but again as as we discussed this kind of how bitcoin changes your engagement with your own system of, of of value um you have to ask yourself like what is more valuable to me is it more valuable to me to be in a soul destroying job but but make accumulate you know 50% or 100% more sats a year and the premise on the premise that like I'll have more wealth in the future to be able to, you know, do what I want, or is it more valuable to you to stack less, but be able to wake up every day and engage in work hmm. uh, that you find most meaningful with people that you're aligned with. And who knows? I mean, you're making a lot of assumptions there. I mean, if you engage yourself in that way where every day you're enthusiastic, energized, you know, can't wait to get at it, maybe you will end up finding a way to accumulate more value as a result of oh, yeah. approaching the work in a different way, rather than just saying, oh, 
I'm making 100, 150 grand a year in this fiat mm -hmm. job. I have to take a 50% pay cut to work in Bitcoin. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is, what are assumptions are wrapped up in that, in that worth it? Uh, and how you're, how yeah. you're understanding that? Because I think, I don't know. It's not only just about, don't get me wrong. Like, love me some sats, right? Stack as many sats <laughs> as you can, but you know, sats are just another thing that you value. And so they yeah. come up into that value system and they're there vying for your attention, your time and your resources. Mm -hmm. And if you, you have to decide like, am I optimizing for that? Or should I be mm -hmm. optimizing for how I wake up and feel and, and yeah, show up exactly. and engage every day? And to what degree will that influence, you know, the sats value? I mean, so it's, it's, again, everyone has to, to make that calculation for themselves, but I think, I don't know. It seems to me that people are, are perhaps again, beginning to appreciate just the value of being able to mm -hmm. wake up every day and be engaged and be enthusiastic and, and engage in work that, that you find the most meaningful with people that you want to be around. I mean, it's almost like you can't put a price on that. So yeah. For me, it wasn't even a choice. Like I just understood, like, I can't focus on, I can't be yeah, productive on anything else. I can't read like, yeah, it's just like, I couldn't, uh, can't do this anymore. I have to do like Bitcoin full time. And I didn't know what I'm going to do yet, but I just decided one day I'm going to quit my job uh, without a plan really. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, do we, do yeah. we want to, do we want to dig into some of the other elements of that or, or do you, do we uh, not want to? Yeah, if 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 you got time, I don't, I don't remember how much we we scheduled here, but well, I, um, I'm I'm good if if you want to discuss it. Yeah, yeah, we can jump in. I was I was actually fascinated with your um your recent discussion with Alex uh, Svetsky, but as well as your earlier um, podcast episodes, and I'm not sure who they were with, but I do recall every time that they came up with some of your guests, uh, I was really excited to hear that there's some overlap between Bitcoin and psychedelics. Um, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, and, and you're very eloquent about like the way you describe it is, is very eloquent and it's much better than I've been able to, to, um, um, to kind of frame within my own thoughts. Uh, but I was thinking like, what's, what's the overlap and, like, yeah, like you mentioned for me, like I've, I've had a, a couple, I would say those of those experiences uh, or ceremonies with what I like to call plant medicine. <laughs> but, uh, and I think those helped me with, with my journey um, to leave my previous career and, and go into Bitcoin full-time and to actually drop everything I'm doing and go into like the unknown. Um, I think that's, what I'm trying to figure out is if there's an overlap there um, with the way that you, what, what these substances force you to, uh, and this is, this can be sometimes painful to, to, to come to realize is that maybe everything you've understood or known is, is wrong. Like, and, and, you know, there's just so much more out there and maybe like, whatever your understanding of, of, you know, afterlife was or of God was that is just, wow. Um, so maybe there's the, the, the overlap or the uh, comparison to Bitcoin could be that, you know, maybe everything we've, we've known about money was wrong and that these, these um, substances help us in uh, opening our mind up to this possibility that 
yeah, maybe we've been lied to all our lives. Maybe money isn't what it what we think it is. But I, I really like hearing, so I thought maybe it would be important to, to bring this up because I always feel happy when I hear that there's more Bitcoiners out there that also are fascinated with that um, side of things. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really um, interested in how they're being used more nowadays to treat depression, uh, addiction, you know, the, the research coming out of um, John Hopkins or, or the, the MAPS uh, organization or institute um, is in, incredible. Like when you see these results, it's um, you can't deny that this is a tool that can help millions of people around the world. And looking at the, the you know, the, 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 the crisis of uh, mental health and, you know, these people popping pills and, and um being prescribed these these uh, medications or drugs that you know makes them I don't know not be themselves um, and the the idea that you could go on one of these ceremonies or sessions with a with a therapist and um, be cured seems like almost too good to be true um, but you know having experienced those those uh, things like I know it's not mm. uh, so it's it's really um, it's really interesting. I, I think there's a, there's a shift as well happening right now in terms of how psychedelics, you know, the the approach to them, in um, in the mainstream. I think you know there's more research being done now, and there's 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 more tests being done, and I'm very optimistic um, in terms of how how they can help um, help people with their problems. Um, obviously, I, I do agree with what you said, or with what Alex says that they're not. It's not for everyone, right? Like it's not, um, um, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. And it's not, it's definitely not something taken to be taken lightly. Like it's not mm. a recreational thing. It, you need to approach it very seriously. And these, these, they're, they're very powerful tools. And um, yeah, so the way I approached it is I, I just tried to learn as much as I can about them before. Um, and I was also like, I think I was over 30. So it was, um, I wasn't young. I wasn't a teen. I was always, I was always scared of like what they, I was scared of my subconscious. Like I, I didn't mm -hmm. know. I was scared of what I don't know. Like, is this going to be like a nightmare? Like I don't, maybe I just don't want to go there. Um, and, but yeah, I think it was definitely, I am one of those, those uh, one of those people that can say that it was, or maybe one or, the number of experiences helped me or were, they were one of the most important experiences of my life mm -hmm. that have changed me in a, in a positive way. And that's not to say I've continued because like, it's been, I think years since I've had my, my, my last uh, ceremony or, or whatever you'd call it. Um, I think I'd do, I, I think I'd do them again. Um, but it's, it's not something like a lot of people say, oh, it's, you get addicted. It's not, no, sometimes you no, just, no. sometimes you just feel like you're, they're helpful. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're a tool. Um, and I think more people are, are, are realizing that I just, yeah, I just, I, I'm just really careful with recommending them to people without, um, without someone preparing for them. Like, like the idea of having that guide, and the set and the setting is 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 very important. They're not like I, I actually think they're not meant to 
like how maybe a lot of people have experienced them when they were young, they would, I don't know, eat a bunch of mushrooms and then go to, to a, to a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually don't think they're meant to be taken that way. I think it's something Not that's very either. personal and you should, it's a way to um, go deep within yourself. Like there's that universe within yourself and being around like being in a, in a noisy place with a lot of people around is, is not ideal for that. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not <laughs> that experienced. I just, I'm just fascinated with the subject. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with how they can help people. Um, um, so yeah, when I, when I hear, and I'm, and I'm really interested with the, with the connection because I've, I've actually met other Bitcoiners that, that, that are, you know, similarly into, um into psychedelics as well or at least interested in them um and i'm wondering what the overlap is and yeah you you shared within a in a dm like what you what you think it is um and yeah it's fascinating because like i i think there is some kind of overlap where you have a lot of like you have a group of bitcoiners that are at least open to the subject if have not um experienced it themselves and that's also one of the reasons why I thought it might might be important that I come out and say, yeah. Yeah, well, not. you know, thank you for, for sharing. Um, you know, it's interesting. You just said, like, you're not one to, like, really strongly recommend it to people. And there's so, in my opinion, there's a lot of connections between psychedelics and Bitcoin. But that's another one, right? Because they're both, they involve a high degree of responsibility and you have to take care. And so... I don't tell people to go out and do psychedelics, just like I'm not ranting and raving for people to go out and buy Bitcoin because it's like, you know, you can do it wrong. You can, you can fuck Mm -hmm. up on both and it can be disastrous. And so you really want to be careful how you, how you promote and how you discuss them. And another thing you mentioned, um, you know, you said you were kind of afraid of what was lurking around in your unconscious. And I remember a lot of people have said that to me before when I've had these discussions and my response was always like, yeah, but like, you'd rather have something down there or in there or wherever it is mm. that you know, like that you think you might <laughs> be afraid of or that shouldn't be there, and you don't want to confront it. You just want to let it lurk around and like bubble up to the surface in ways you're not aware mm-hmm. of. Like, you know, shouldn't you want to, you know, grab your shield and your sword and dive down in there mm-hmm. and find out what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Um, but, but I think that's the default position. Like, I think most people are kind of afraid of themselves. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they know there's some darkness in there and mm-hmm. rather than wrestling with it and, and, you know, gaining control of it and channeling it in the right way, it's easier to just ignore it and distract yourself from it. And hopefully it doesn't bubble up in a, in a way that's, you know, overwhelming or overly destructive. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, well, one thing I wanted to ask you before I comment mm-hmm. on some of the other things you said was how did it influence? Cause I think you said it influenced your decision to either leave your last job yeah. or start sats back. So, so like, what yeah, was so the I mechanism there? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I, I realized I need to leave um, the place I'm, uh, or at least my, my previous job. Uh, so that was, that was one element and maybe it helped me get over the fear of um, leaving a job that was, you know, secure. And I didn't know what, or maybe getting over that fear of going into the unknown, like mm. who, especially as someone that appreciates like um, 
a routine or or knowing what's 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 next or like predictable um, of a predictable life or of, of, of you know um, it would I think without that it would have been horrifying to just decide that I'm gonna leave a job that's not making me happy um, without some help right and I'm not saying that yeah I I actually think that was what what helped me make that decision. Um, and I know, I don't know why they do that, but like, I've heard other people say, like, they, you know, they decide that, you know, you know, you're going to need to change your life. And that was maybe like the best decision I've ever made, um, together with starting Satsback. And, and I don't know if it was, um, so when I understood that, um, they also help. They helped me understand that that Bitcoin or going full time into Bitcoin was was a good good decision. And I don't know if it, if if um, I don't know how that happened, but it's so those I those actually um, on uh, one of those uh, ayahuasca ceremonies. And you know, like when you're, um, I guess, like few hours into it. And you're walking around looking at trees and you're looking at um, you're looking at like generally like your environment. Um, you know how people say like everything's connected and we're all like tied together with energy. Uh, you can actually see it, right? So you can see those connections. It's almost like this this network of things and it's almost like a, it's almost like when you look at the lightning network or like a blockchain visualized somewhere. and it was like, I don't know if that I don't know if that was the moment, but it's yeah. It seems a bit cliche to say like you you can see connections between rocks and plants, and and it's almost crazy to think. But um, I guess I don't I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I came to understand like okay, so 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 this is this is what you got to do. Like it's almost like I figured out my plan. Like you gotta you gotta quit your fiat job, and you gotta do what's what what you're passionate about. Um, and I don't think I would have gotten to that. Um, maybe not. Maybe I would have. I, I, I don't know. But it, it's definitely been helpful. Um, yeah, I don't know if I recommend ayahuasca to everyone. But uh, <laughs> well, I think it's. I think. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I forgot you said you got to bounce it. What was it? One. Oh no, 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 no. You I'm, I'm like actually. I'm actually good. No, I'm actually good for. Yeah, I, I think I'm good for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I. I, I that is common for people to say that. And I, again, there's probably many reasons, but I think at least one of them is when you confront what you confront, or if you connect with what you connect with, or if you become, however we want to characterize that energy or presence in that space, it's something of extreme value and maybe even absolute value. And when you confront that, I think it's difficult to go back into your normal life and make decisions that are way lower down the value hierarchy. Mm. Like, oh, I'm just going to do this because of the money and the the materialism or the accolades. Like, I need to orient or or construct my decisions closer to that type of value. Mm. And I think that's you know why people come out and they 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 make those changes. You know, they they change what their ambition is or their career or, or stuff like that. I think that's at least mm. part of it. I also think, you know, and and this, this is. The synergy perhaps with Bitcoin is, you know, pre-Bitcoin, a lot of people were having these experiences and they were tremendous, they were still tremendously powerful and beneficial as far as I could tell. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if I'm being super judgmental, I could poke to a lot of, you know, pitfalls perhaps, mm. but like, I think on net net, they were beneficial, but still people were coming out of them and they were kind of having their, their minds reoriented and perhaps better integrated, but they were coming out into a world that was still so messed up and mm -hmm. had no real structural resolution to it. And what I think is so amazing about Bitcoin is now, and maybe this is part of the mm -hmm. overlap between the two, you know, the two pursuits, let's say, or two interests is that you can go and you can have these experiences and the types of values that you ex expose yourself mm -hmm. to there can now actually, or are actually being actualized out in the world through this, this thing that is Bitcoin through this phenomenon that is, but so it's way easier to like come out and integrate the two. It's almost like if you do, or if you are in the presence of some type of absolute value in these experiences at their height, it's almost like Bitcoin is the rails of absolute value now for it to flow out into the world to, 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 to so become our way. the structure. So, so it could be our way to integrate the, the, the things we've learned during the, 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 the you know, the, the psychedelic journey and bring it back to the real world. And I can, yeah. I can understand how you're saying it might be difficult, would have been difficult to do that without, uh, without that, because what are you going to do? Like, okay, so I'd quit my job. What do I do next? Like, I, I need to make money. Like what's, what's the, what's the idea? Um, and, and yeah, that's, I haven't, I haven't heard that one before. So that's, that's, I think it allows you to, to engage in the same set of values and principles that you encounter in their perhaps absolute or pristine form in the psychedelic experience. Now you're able to identify and engage in them in the external or interpersonal or social world. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want, right? Because it, it, it moves it from becoming just kind of an individual experience now to mm -hmm. one that can, can, can move out from there. And, and the, the infrastructure, the architecture, the rails exist to do that with full fidelity, a message of uh, like values and principles of that mm -hmm. kind can now be carried and propagated out into the world through this mechanism. And so, you know, uh, amazing, right? Like it's, I, I, I think, uh, interestingly, I, I think that that will pr probably improve the capacity for the psychedelic experience to be beneficial because the world that exists outside of that experience, you know, when you so-called come down is now more receptive to being engaged by mm. a mind that's oriented by those principles or values. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Like for me, like, the, like I mentioned, there was no other option. Like I couldn't continue. I need to, I need to get involved with this, you know, like people talk about this, this Bitcoin gravity. Maybe the reason why I, I felt that was because there was that overlap between, um, that profound experience and the only way for me to integrate that in my own life was was to get involved full time mm -hmm. um maybe it's it's also that kind of feeling of empathy that you feel uh during um that i guess i guess you kind of integrate into your everyday life afterwards because you're like okay so this empathy like i i you know i, I can be that better like i feel closer to other human beings around the world um, and you want the best for them. So it's almost like um, with Bitcoin, like what you, what, what you said, it's, it's not just about your, your own pers personal gain, but everyone else being better off. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if I would have been here 
uh, in this position um, if it hadn't been for those experiences. But like I said, I, I can't recommend them to everyone. Um, I just know that for me, uh, they were they were very uh, formative. Um, and it seems like to other people, um, uh, stealing fire. So so that was a that was a that was a great book about how people use um, generally these flow states, but 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 you know uh, those um, accompanied by psychedelics uh, to um, be a better version or to 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 perform better. Uh, but the one that the one that blew my mind the most was the immortality key, mm. where it turns out now that maybe these tools were being used uh, by um, historically in Europe um, could have been the basis for our culture and um, the, the Christian religion. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously like people should listen to your, to your uh, podcast episode with um, Alex Svetsky about that. Cause you guys do a deep dive there on those topics, but um, yeah, I think it's very possible that, that, that um, there's there's a lot of these overlaps when you look at maybe maybe not when you look at the old churches, but have you ever uh, looked at these old pictures of these Iranian mosques with those mm-hmm. um, with those glass windows? And generally, like the way they're shaped is almost like people. It's almost like they would have would need to have been under the influence of something to even come up with an idea to build something as as intricate and as complicated as that um yeah and in that book they talk about like how there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh hints in the bible and in in christianity and i think it's it's very probable i just think it's sad that we've kind of erased that from our memories or from 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 history if it is true right like even the author says like he's not sure but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um things pointing towards that this could could have been true uh yeah so it's a fascinating subject yeah i mean it's a hard thing to uh definitively a hard question to de- definitively answer but i mean it, it, it's pretty well established that way back in our prehistory i mean most almost all cultures had some relation to the so-called defi- divine and that was initially constituted by some rudimentary form of shamanism, whether a psychoactive plant was involved or not. And it stands to reason that because of that, it would almost, it would you know form a historical basis for the more complex uh, systems of religious thought that mm. emerged mm. on top of them afterwards. And, and they would be imbued in some capacity with that legacy. And, um, you know, sorry, again... Sorry, these traditions were geographically around the world. So these cultures weren't communicating with each other, but we've found evidence that they've been using similar techniques around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, you know, the, the, the hardcore religious folks um, kind of aren't very receptive to that argument, but like so many things we were saying at the beginning, how uh, when your worldview gets shaken up by anything, be it psychedelics or, or Bitcoin, or in this case, both, I do think we're going to revisit a lot of the institutions and and the the formerly like unquestioned ideas or notions in our in our culture, and we're going to revisit them and we're going to try to reconstitute them with a greater degree of truth. And there's all I can do is speculate, and, and none of my thinking in this realm is definitive right now because 
how could it be? There's just, there's a lot of open questions, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, these, these, these uh, mystical or ineffable or psychedelic experiences seem to place you in the presence of like a type of absolute value or, you know, an absolute energy or something like that. And I think religious systems <clears throat> emerge for a reason. I don't think, like, I don't think they're entirely corrupt or anything like that. I think there's a, a utility there, but I think in, in certain instances, it probably cut people off from, you know, that direct experience with value. And I think there's at least in, if we're only looking at the corruptive and not the, you know, productive or generative aspect of those systems, there's a correlation there with, you know, financial system and what Bitcoin is helping to rectify, you know, like mm -hmm. intermediating people's relationship with how they express value, i.e. money and corrupting that, you know, corrupting it by being that intermediary. Mm -hmm. And now with something like Bitcoin, people are able to express value pristinely without a corruptive influence or able to mm -hmm. have a more intimate relationship with, with value and the expression of value. And I think there's a kind of an interesting corollary there between uh, mystical or psychedelic experiences and the the tendency for the systems that get placed on top of that, perhaps well-intended to propagate the wisdom that is found within them to become corrupted, you know, or to become used for uh, self-serving purposes rather than for serving, mm -hmm. you know, the purposes they were initially established for. But, you know, probably not a conversation to break into when we have two minutes left. So, yeah, like this is, this is, <laughs> a, separate, this is a separate rabbit hole. Yeah. But uh, I really love that, uh, that I don't know so who, who compared, I don't know if it was you or, or, or Alex, but it might have been probably you saying that um, the idea of Jesus and how we're also like creating this new culture with Bitcoin, um, even without the, the element of psychedelics, is th there's still this new culture um that's being created it, at, least, at least it feels like it um and it's just fascinating to be a, a a part of it um yeah and uh we'll we'll, we'll, know break, was... we'll break into that that chestnut some some other time next time we yeah, have a chat. for sure i i hope we get a chance to yeah it'd be um, great to, great to do it in person yeah that'd be lovely like let me know if you're ever in in Europe, or I, I'm gonna try to make the next Miami conference. So you're probably gonna be there, but this time I'll 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 do better at like reaching out before. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, you can we'll, let me know where we'll you make, are. We'll we'll hook up for sure. We'll make it happen. Um, Tom, I appreciate the time and the conversation today, man. Is there any sign off, shill, anything you want to mention before you bounce? Ah, uh, no, that's. I think it's all good. Like people can come uh, visit satsback.com to check check out what we're doing. There's not that many stores that we have to offer for uh people in the united states it's it's mostly stores uh focused on the european markets but check well, us it's out not there. bad I, I checked it out or, there's quite a few yeah, yeah there's there's a, like there's a Europe, bunch but, but there, it's not like mainstream so there's a bunch like you'll have like international stores or like global services that you right. can you could try out but there isn't like the mainstream stuff like the the, the macy's or or you know wherever yeah, but like booking.com and Airbnb and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. So those ones, there, yeah, right? those ones will be there. So 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 check it out. Try to stack some sats. Um, follow us on Twitter at satsback. Follow me on Twitter at Tom C H C K. Um, and uh, and yeah, and really appreciate you having me on, John. Is it's been a it's been a pleasure and an honor as a longtime listener to finally be a a, a guest. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah. Hope to do this again sometime. Thank you, brother. I look forward to uh, the next time we get to do it. 
Perfect. Thanks All a lot. Right, man. Bye. Take care. See ya. Take care.